Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct, one of the strangest game misconducts, if not the strangest, that we've ever had to do in the three plus years that we've been doing this podcast no games to talk about not because there's none scheduled today or because of the all-star break or because of the olympic break there are no games because of the coronavirus and it was the right thing to do but a very surreal situation on wednesday night i was doing the pre and post for the rangers avalanche game when it came down just before i went on the air about rudy gobert testing positive in the nba and then quickly and swiftly the NBA um, paused their season, and almost immediately the NHL released a statement that they were going to have further comment on Thursday, and you just got the feeling, all right, maybe the best-case scenario is they'll they'll finish up the games on Thursday and then postpone, but then that didn't become a reality either, and there were no more games played. When those um, final games on Wednesday, I guess technically the last game was King Senators, when that clock zeroed out, the season was over until further notice. And I think the players recognized it. Um, if you remember the Ranger game, Bushnevich scored with 13 seconds left in regulation. Now, that was a big moment for the Rangers, certainly, when you consider where they are in the playoff standing. Started the day two points out of the playoffs, or three points out of the playoffs, trying to get within two, trying to get within one of the Islanders, who were the nine seed at the time. So it was a big point. But you can almost see the exuberance was even more than usual because I think the players who all knew what had happened in the NBA and what was inevitable in the NHL when they hit the ice figured this could be the last time that we're going to play for a while. Now, I could sit here and speculate, uh, but that's all it would be. I mean, I don't have any facts. I was listening to an interview with Brian Burke earlier. He thinks it might be months before the NHL resumes again or any of these sports resume again. Um, players have been told to stay close to home. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, the first reason, the biggest reason, is because you don't want to get caught overseas and be quarantined. And the closer you are to home, the less chance you have of contracting the virus. That's first and foremost, but also kind of the pie in the sky of stay close because you don't know when you're going to get the call that the, the season's going to resume. I can't imagine it's going to happen anytime soon. Because we don't seem closer to this being over. Um, we're hoping to gain some more information. Once we do learn more about this virus, uh, maybe we can move forward. But it's probably going to be at least through the rest of March into April. And the NHL, from what I understand, is open to basically anything. Uh, they have not ruled anything out. And the statement when they pause the season specifically mentioned they want to award a Stanley Cup. So I think they do want to have a Stanley Cup champion. But as more time goes by, not only are you compromising that from happening, you're also, if you go too deep into the summer, could compromise the start of next season. So I'm sure every idea is on the table. Uh, there's already been some people within the media around the National Hockey League speculating, do they go with a winning percentage? Because not everyone has played the same amount of games. So it would be unfair to go with a point system because there are still some teams that have games in hand that wouldn't get a chance to make up those games. Would it be fair when you look at the standings and tell a team that 
they because they played less games, they don't have a chance to go. I mean, specifically the Islanders, for instance. If the season were to end today, the Islanders would be on the outside looking in. Columbus would then be a playoff team. But is that fair when the Islanders have played two less teams, or two less games than the Columbus Blue Jackets? Uh, the same goes in the wild card race in the Western Conference, where Minnesota and Vancouver would miss the playoffs, when, even though they have played two less games than Winnipeg. In Minnesota's case, they're three points back of Winnipeg. Vancouver is two points back with two games in hand. So do you go with a winning percentage? Do you go with what was suggested a possibility of when we resume the season that maybe we start the playoffs, end the season, and then give Vancouver and Minnesota, say, a play-in game? Extending the playoffs by adding more teams, adding uh, the the Islanders and the Rangers and the Panthers into the playoffs. But where do you draw the line? I guess you could easily draw the line and say, "I'm sorry, Montreal, you're out." You know, Montreal is seven points back of fifth place Florida in the wild card, and they sit right now ten points out of a playoff spot. So you can just say, "Okay, let's come up with a system in which the Islanders, Rangers, and Panthers." can still make the playoffs. In the West, we can still allow Vancouver, Minnesota, and Arizona to make it. Arizona right now sits four points out, Chicago six. Or do you add Chicago and say, okay, Anaheim is eliminated because Anaheim is 11 points back. All of this is going to be on the table. Do you just play, as Mark Cuban suggested in the NBA, you know, deep into August? Just keep, you know, make up all the games, play the playoffs into July and August, and then crown a champion. You can do that. Is that fair enough to be able to get only September to prepare for the next season? Or do you delay the next season and shorten that to maybe a 70-game schedule so that you can begin uh, maybe in November and still crown the Stanley Cup champion at the normal first week of June in 2021? It's all there. But basically, we just come down to this, just hoping that at some point things get better. As of this recording, which is a little bit before 2 o'clock Eastern time on Friday, a player in the National Hockey League has not tested positive for the coronavirus. That doesn't mean that that can't happen within the next couple of days. The scary thing for some of the NHL teams, specifically the Washington Capitals and New Jersey Devils, the Utah Jazz were at Madison Square Garden last week, uh, last Wednesday uh, specifically. Gobert was at Madison Square Garden in the locker room for the Utah Jazz. That is the same dressing room that the Washington Capitals used the following day when they took on the Rangers. It's the same dressing room that the New Jersey Devils used that Saturday. So are the Devils and the Washington Capitals susceptible to catching this from Gobert? Don't know. Uh, there was only one other player for the Utah Jazz that tested positive despite the 50-plus people that were in the traveling party for the Jazz on that road trip. So if you get my drift here, there's just not a lot of knowledge right now of where we stand on how contagious it is, how long is the incubation period, what are the symptoms. I mean, all these things we seem to know, but we don't quite know. So maybe it just comes down to that. As soon as we can garner some knowledge about it, then we can kind of move forward with a season. But you you can't sound callous and worry about just the pedestrian things like sports, and, and specifically here for our purposes the National Hockey League is just hoping that we can just get a grip on what's happening here, move forward, be patient, and then eventually we will get to the sports. I mean, this is kind of eerily similar 
to 9-11 for me. Now, it didn't affect the NHL or NBA because it hadn't started yet because it was in, still in September. You know, there were some stories of hockey players that were on their way to their respective cities because camps were opening you know, only just a couple of days later, but no games were necessarily affected. But you know, baseball shut down for 10 days. The NFL missed a week, which in effect meant they went two weeks without games. And there's that eerie feeling of just nothing really going on except focusing on what's happening. And I guess that's a good thing because we need to learn, we need to educate ourselves, but we also need the distraction. You know, we can only binge watch shows on DVR and Netflix so much. We love our sports, and and specifically we love the NHL, we love hockey, and that's all gone for right now. So we're just going to have to be patient, we're going to have to wait, and at some point we'll resume, and when we do, then we're going to have to figure out where we go from there. Um, where does game misconduct go from here? Well, I want to still do the show on Monday because obviously EJ Raddick's got his ear on the ground over at NHL headquarters, and hopefully by Monday, the few days that pass, we'll get a little bit more information, uh, get some ideas on what specifically is being discussed within the room with Gary Bettman, uh, Bill Daly, and all the powers that be over at the National Hockey League and how to move forward. But you're going to hear a lot of information but unless you hear something specific as fact, it's all just speculation. Like I mentioned, I was driving in today listening to NHL radio on Sirius XM, and Brian Burke says he thinks it's going to take months. I, I don't know where he comes up with that. Is that just speculation? Did he hear something? And even if somebody from in the league says that, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We hear things like, oh, well, I, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, you hear other people say that I think we might be able to contain this thing in a couple of weeks. I think it's all BS. I think it's all just speculation. Honestly, for me personally, unless I hear it specifically from uh, the World Health Organization, I'm kind of, you know, look at things with a jaundiced eye from anything I hear. And that includes tweets with blue checks. That includes news articles that come from credible sources, because I do think a lot of it is speculation. And we turn speculation sometimes into what we want it to be. You know, if you're a doomsdayer, then you hear the speculation of, of this being a worldwide plague and you run with that. And then if you're somebody that's a glass half full person, you look at some of the speculation of, oh, it's going to be gone in a month and, and run with that. Uh, I, I just think we just have to wait and gather a lot of information. This is still relatively new. Uh, this outbreak didn't happen in China. Um, the was was back in December. Uh, this has really just been on our radar, whether it should have been earlier or later. That's to debate on another show and another conversation. But this has really been on our radar for only the last couple of weeks. Didn't become real to me uh, until last Saturday when I was calling the Ranger-Devil game. And that's when the Rangers announced that they weren't going to let any media inside the room. And that was just six days ago. And look how much has happened in the last six days. We went from, oh, my God, the media is going to have trouble covering their sport because they can't get into the room. Now there's no reason to get into the room because there's no more games. So this is not a cancellation. The NCAA canceled their tournament, which is devastating. Those games will not be made up. But the NHL has hit the pause button. They have postponed these games. And postponement means there is the hope they'll resume at some point. Let's just hope it is sooner than later. Want to hear from you? I want this to be a distraction for you as well. Have some fun. And the one thing I can always count on with our listeners on Game Misconduct is they will have fun. And Tom is one of our best listeners, and he just jumped right in and says, since we're going to need things to watch, here's my top five TV slash movies involving hockey. All right, this should be good. Number five, he's got Goon. I liked Goon. 
Uh, I'm not in love with it, um, but I do think it's uh, it, it deserves to be in your top five because you feel that way. Number four, Slapshot. I think that is dramatically low. I don't know how Slapshot isn't number one for any sports fan, especially D2, Mighty Ducks, three. Full disclosure, as big a hockey fan as I am and the fact that I work for Disney, I never saw any of the Mighty Duck movies. Never did. I just always looked at them as kids' movies, even though Mike Madonna is in the first one. But, Tom, you're a lot younger than me. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, Letter Kenny, I'm not familiar with. You have that at number two. Hopefully I can educate myself. I'll go on to IMDb and do that. Miracle number one. Um, and he says he's hoping to watch Mystery Alaska this weekend. When Moose Jaw Max jumped in and said, Mystery Alaska, um, standard cookie-cutter feel-good sports movie. Characters have differences with one another but have to put them aside before the big game. Worth the watch since hockey is the sport. Burt Reynolds was pretty good in it. So it doesn't sound like Moose Jaw Max uh, was crazy about Mystery Alaska. I thought it was okay. It was great to see Steve Levy and Barry Melrose make cameos in it. I'd have to think about my top five, but I would definitely have Slapshot number one. I love Young Blood. I think that is a terrific hockey movie. Miracle would have to be uh, in that conversation as well. Those are the three that kind of jumped to mind there. But those are those are some pretty good movies. So those that's the kind of thing I want to get from you guys on Twitter. You know, we can probably have some fun. I want to keep the same format going of of having it three days a week as long as the schedule and like my schedule allow. Um, because we're just going to hit kind of a a black hole with information, right? I mean, right now information is coming pretty rapid, but I do think as the weeks go by here that there's going to be less and less information to, to really dive into. We're just going to have to be in that holding pattern. So, yeah, let's let's get like top five moments for you as a fan. What made you a hockey fan? I want to get all that stuff here on Twitter. Just make sure you do hashtag game misconduct so I can follow it, and we can just have different theme shows and have just a lot of fun of memories. Do you, you know your first hockey game? Why you fell in love with hockey? The person that was most influential in your life, turning you on to hockey? Your favorite player, favorite uniforms? All those things I think are definitely on the table. So we'll have some fun with it. But what you're thinking right now is what we're going to focus on. And then Chris says, "Hi, Don." Should the league resume play, what if they expand the playoffs like the 1982 NFL season, but include all teams, rank the East 1 through 16 and the West 2 through 15, give St. Louis a bye, uh, the first round bye could be the best of, uh, the first round could be the best of three or five, unlikely, but what do you think? The only problem I have with that is, is that you look at a team like Detroit, already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, right? And I believe if I look at the standings, I think they're the only team that has been mathematically eliminated because they only got 39 points. But what if all of a sudden they got hot? You know, would it make sense that you're including everybody when there's already a team eliminated before we even basically got into the month of March? I do think expanding it is, is smart, especially for the teams that are out only because they have not played the same amount of games as everybody else. Um, so, and you're, and you just come up with a line, say, all right, obviously Anaheim's out because there's so many points back and Montreal's out because there's so many points back. But like I mentioned before, I think it'd be completely fair. And I don't think anybody would complain if you said, all right, Islanders, Rangers, Panthers, those are the three teams we got to get in there. We're going to draw the line. Montreal's played 71 games, has 71 points. They don't deserve to go. Same with Buffalo, 68 points. Sorry, just too far out of it. Uh, in the Western Conference, we'll include Arizona. We'll draw the line at Chicago or Anaheim. But I, I think you just come up with that kind of a system. And because of the fact that you would be adding more teams in the West and the East, because I am adding three teams that are outside looking in in the East, but I would be adding four teams in the West, 
then maybe you come up with a buy. Maybe you come up with the one through the one through twenty scenario. Um, I'd have to count all the teams up and do it that way. But I think including everyone would be a mistake. Plus, you may not have the luxury of playing too many rounds and going too far with this thing because you don't know how much long. Uh, d- deep into the summer, you're going to go because you don't want to affect the next year. So maybe you do play-in games. Maybe you take the teams that are on the outside, you lump them all together, give them kind of a mini tournament over a couple of days, and then start the playoffs where they're all the best of three or they're all the best of five. We may not have the luxury of playing four rounds of best of seven. Um, Sean says, getting away from the dark cloud over everyone. When the season starts, back up, it seems... Back up, it seems Kreider will be healthy. Any chance the NHL issues a rule about pre-existing injuries to start um, of the postponement, meaning injured players can't game back right away, right can't can't come back right away? No, I don't think that's fair. I mean, because we don't know. Well, the Kreider was actually skating on this road trip. He he took the road trip with the Rangers, skated in Dallas. You know, so he was out six to eight weeks. But who knows? He might have come back earlier. You can't do that because you don't know how fast you can come back. If you remember Igor Shosturkin got into the car accident, John Davidson said he was going to be evaluated in two weeks. He played in less than two weeks. Never mind the evaluation. He played in less than two weeks. I don't think you can do that. Forever T8 says, wild sports delay all over the place. No question. Just a thank you for all that you do and the best of luck with all of the listeners during this hard time we're all having. Absolutely. And I want to extend that, too, not just to the hard time we're having not following sports, but we don't know. There might be many listeners that are that are experiencing this virus firsthand. You know, so hopefully no one is infected or doesn't have a family member that's infected, but there may be. I mean, that's how scary this thing is, is that well today, but who knows what tomorrow brings. So, yeah, good luck getting through this hiatus, but more importantly, good luck getting through this all healthy. Orion says, now that sports are gone for now, what shows will you be watching? Well, because I've got the Twins, uh, we're really backed up on the DVR, and we've got tons of shows that we have in rotation. Million little things that we watch on ABC. By the way, if you're a hockey fan, and obviously you listen to the podcast, you are, then that's a show you should be watching because even though it's not referenced in every single episode, it's about um, a bunch, a, a group of four friends. One of the friends commits suicide, and how they deal with his loss. And it's in its second season, and it really is a deep show. It's a fun show. It's at times a funny show. But they are all friends because they're all Boston Bruin fans, and they're season ticket holders to the Bruins. So there's always hockey references throughout the show. So you definitely check that out. So I'll be I'll be watching that. I, I watch uh, Young Sheldon on CBS. I watch uh, Carol's Second Act. I watch uh, Shit's Creek, which is a fun show, which is based out of Canada. So I'm just going to be cleaning up. I think the DVR of all the shows. And but I can also be honest with you that I'm probably going to watch a lot of Moana, a lot of um, Secret Life of Pets, a lot of Frozen because that's what the kids want to watch for sure. Uh, Robert says, Do you think if sports networks like MSG will be filling their schedules with reruns of classic games. Great question. I hope they do. I'm sure MSG, they've got a huge backlog of not just um, Rangers, but Islanders and Devils as well. And I'm sure that you look at the Altitude Networks, got a bunch of Avalanche games. I'm sure that you look at um, all the different sports um, um, networks, they've got the backlog. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea to do that. Because I do love watching old games. I've got them on VHS. I watch them all the time. Um, 
Sean says, does the suspended season help any teams more than the Avalanche who are reeling with injuries? Great point, because as I mentioned, I did that game Avalanche and Rangers pre and post, and you know, McKinnon was going to be out for one to two weeks. Rantanen again hurt for the Avalanche. Um, Colin Wilson was out for them. Obviously, Grubauer is out for them. They've got so many injuries that once they get healthy, and a lot of the guys that I had mentioned that were hurt did skate in the morning on Wednesday, so it felt like they were getting close, and they're still good anyway. They Even with all the guys that they were hurt, that is a legit Stanley Cup championship team, and certainly if they get everybody back, they could be right there among the favorites in the Western Conference. And finally, Chuck says, what format will the league choose to use to make it fair for teams to clinch a playoff spot? My idea is division leaders one through three make it and a round-robin tournament to determine wild-card teams. I'm all for that. Again, we're kind of really stuck with um, what we can do as far as time is concerned. If it ends up being just a couple, three weeks, we might be able to finish the 82-game schedule and have a regular playoff um we might have to have a truncated playoff the one thing the nhl has going for it and it's kind of a black eye for the sport but it actually works in this situation is that there has been two separate occasions where they've had to play a 48 game schedule that started in january because of lockouts right in 1995 and in 2013 where we ended up playing and deciding a stanley cup champion late in june so if we had to go deep into july i think that's still something that you can work on as well so Let's see how that uh, all turns out. All right, thanks so much for everybody for for listening. I wanted to do this one today, even though there wasn't a lot to dive into hockey-wise. I wanted to do the top five of the week, but it just seemed kind of fruitless at this point because I think we want to kind of be serious about where we're moving here and you know where everybody is in the standings. I mean, it just doesn't seem to matter as much as where are we going to go moving forward. So the plan is to still have a podcast on Monday just to bring in EJ and, and hear – what he has to say and what he's hearing around the league if there's any kind of information and and listen today's friday by the time we get to monday uh we talk about how things change day to day sometimes they change hour to hour minute to minute so what we know now might completely be different by the time we get to monday so let's keep monday going here with ej and let's come up with some really cool ideas for the podcast I, i think we can still do it without the games because i think people are going to be jonesing for normalcy right and this podcast, and I really appreciate it, has been kind of everybody's normal during hockey season every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I want to try to keep that going for me, keep it going for you. So let's have some fun with it. Let's come up with some fun ideas. But I'll, like I said, Monday we'll just keep it kind of straight, coronavirus, NHL suspending season um, news with EJ. But then when we have uh, Leah on Wednesday and when we come back next Friday – I'll tweet out before the podcast like what the major topic is or maybe the night before, let you think about it a little bit and come up with some really good theme shows and, and try to have some fun. And hopefully uh, we get back to hockey sooner than later. So thoughts and prayers to everybody out there that's struggling through this, either out of boredom or, God forbid, actually dealing with the disease or the virus directly. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Want to get in touch with me, even just to BS about hockey. I'm always open to that, at Don LaGreca. But you got to remember the hashtag game misconduct so I can find it among all of the many uh, tweets that I get during the course of the day when it comes to other sports and the Michael K. Show and all that. So we will talk to you again on Monday. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. Thanks for listening to the Game Misconduct Podcast. Looking for more Don LaGreca? Hear him on the Michael K. Show weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York and worldwide on the ESPN app.
And don't forget to subscribe to the Game Misconduct Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.